Hello, hello, and welcome to the Southern Meets South Korea podcast. So if you were here before, you may notice that some of my old podcasts are missing. Um, I went ahead and took those down. I wasn't really happy with how they turned out. So I decided to go for a fresh start, and here we are. So let's go. A little bit of information about me. I am an English teacher in South Korea. I teach English as a second language in public school, and I am from Texas. I currently live in rural South Korea, and times have changed so much. So I have been here for about two years now. I actually just signed my new contract to stay for a third year um, at the same school. I'm very lucky. Uh, especially with the current climate right now, um, because as everyone knows, we are living in Corona times. So Corona has really turned everything upside down. So actually, at the beginning of this year, I think late January, early February, my mother was actually visiting me here for the very first time. Um, it was her very first time coming to Korea. Um, we were staying in Seoul for the entire time so she could kind of like get to see lots of different things and it's a lot easier to get around in Seoul than out here in the countryside. Um, and we were staying in Seoul and then suddenly one day like her friends just started messaging her um, on Facebook and they were like, you need to come home right now. Like there's, there's this thing that's happening. You need to come home. She's like, what? <laughs> and then that was the first time we heard about Corona. Um, the reaction in Korea was kind of, like, slow in building, I feel like. I feel like everyone was immediately kind of, like, on watch, um, just walking around, like, more and more people every day were wearing masks already, even in the beginning stages. Um, there were lines and lines of people standing outside of, um, the local, like, pharmacy, pharmaceutical stores, so Korea was already really gearing up, um, which they have seen like MERS and SARS before. So they kind of knew they needed to start preparing. And so everyone here was taking things very seriously um, from the beginning. Um, so my mom finished her stay with me here. We didn't cut it short. Um, it was still early February when she left. So it was kind of before things really started to heat up um, here and pretty much everywhere in the world aside from maybe China. And shortly after my mom left, that was when um, Korea had the first big outbreak. Um, we had the huge outbreak in Daegu, um, which is kind of, it's one of the large city, center, city centers outside of Seoul. Um, and it was like a really, really huge outbreak that happened. Um, and so that was when Korea soared to number two in the world outside of China for corona cases. Um, Korea has still, even when we were going through that, even when that was starting, Korea has never gone uh, in lockdown, actually. We still have not had an like, official lockdown like some other countries have had to do, um, because places like Daegu, the people in the city just kind of put themselves on lockdown. The government didn't have to tell them, it was just something that they did. Um, these were still kind of the times when we really didn't know much about it. It was still very early days. 
of corona. People are still trying to figure out what is this, what's going on, how serious is it. Um, we had the beginning school year, so the start of the school year for Korea was supposed to happen March 1st, and it most certainly did not. <laughs> uh, we actually did not start school till almost June, officially. Um, I actually got sent home for, I think it was almost two months. Like, I was almost at home for two months from work. They just, they just sent me home. They just told me, go home and stay there and please be careful and try not to go out very much. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and I'm very, very lucky because even when they did tell me that, I still received my pay. I still received my pay in full and I was not docked anything because of that. Um, so I'm very, very lucky with my job. There are so many people in the world that have not been that lucky. There are so many people here in Korea who have not been that lucky. So just blessings, blessings, blessings. Oh, like, <laughs> it, it's been, I've been very fortunate you know, through, through all of this. Um, so then we started talking about coming back and what that was going to look like. Um, when we did start coming back in June... Um, and honestly, I can't even remember what all we did in the early days because it is October now. It's been so long since then and we've had so many things change. We've had so many ways that we operate change from then to now. Um, I think in the beginning, we just finally started putting things online. Um, that was a school, that was school officially starting for us was, there's like a government education website and so if you wanted to have things that could count towards the students like permanent records and test scores and things you had to put it on the government website so teachers started recording themselves teaching lessons putting things up online some schools have done zoom um, my school has not done zoom yet I think we're about to start, I think the homeroom teachers are about to start school, or Zoom for school, um, but I teach English, which is considered uh, a subject teacher, so subject teachers are English and Chinese, art, music, science, PE, um, I think that's, I think that's it, I don't know, there might be some more, but, uh, but those are really the ones that I know of. Um, so homeroom teachers teach like history and math and things like that. Um, Korean studies. So they're the ones that are having to, I think, start Zoom soon. But the rest of us have just been recording lessons and putting those up online. Um, we started school with everyone back at some point. <laughs> um, but that did not last long. Um, Korea did get a handle on our corona situation fairly quickly, actually. Um, we, we got it, we got things handled, we got our numbers going down, and then that's when the situation in the rest of the world started to really heat up. Um, and our numbers have stayed fairly stable, even when we see, like, blips and we see kind of like a, an outbreak and we see our numbers go back up, it still gets handled uh, fairly quickly. It's it's kind of been like a slinky situation. 
it's like every time our numbers really start to go down and we start to see like double digits, not not even triple digits anymore. We're back down into double digits. Um, at one point, I think we were down into like single digits, but then it's like people get really relaxed and it and it starts to we have another outbreak again. And we soar back up to triple digits and then everyone freaks out and we start having to do more. Um, people start following the guidelines again. Um, people remember to socially distance. Um, you'll see people remembering their masks more. Um, I live kind of out in the countryside, so it, it I kind of see it come in waves. Um, we've been fairly away from a lot of the outbreaks. Um, the ones that I have seen that have been close to where I'm at, they're usually at like a gas station on a highway or um, a restaurant on a highway is where a corona patient stopped or something. There hasn't really been a lot of contact out where I'm at, which has been very fortunate. Um, but you'll kind of see it. You'll see kind of some of the older people, they'll stop wearing their masks at some point, but then our numbers in the country will go back up and then you walk outside and like everyone has their mask on again. So it just kind of like, it goes up and down and it slinkies back and forth. Everyone just kind of like picking and choosing. Um, but I do not have that luxury as a teacher. Um, I wear my mask everywhere that I go, and I have to wear my mask all day while I'm at work. I'm like sitting here trying to record this podcast, and I can hear my voice. It's starting to kind of like crackle. It's starting to like disappear almost really fast. Um, and I think that has to deal with the fact that I really haven't been talking a lot, even as an English teacher. Um, <laughs> I have a new co-teacher, and she doesn't let me do a lot of talking in class, like, period, um, which has been very frustrating. Um, I'm getting a new one at the end of this month, so maybe he'll let me do a little bit more. But just kind of like my day-to-day, I feel like I don't do a lot of talking. Um, or I'm just recording a 10-minute video or a 5-minute video or something, so I'm really not doing that much talking. So just kind of sitting here and trying to talk through my thoughts, I can just hear my voice going. And so I'm going to take a quick break and go sip some tea and hopefully be back So I have gone and gotten some tea. It is piping hot. I think it's also because the seasons are changing here again. We are in October, and this last week we had a cold snap all of a sudden. So I think that's been messing with my throat and my sinuses. So that's fun. That's fun to have it again. But I have some tea now, even though I'm not really much of a tea drinker. I have some tea for my throat. Um, I mentioned just a second ago that I have um, a new co-teacher. So she is actually my fourth one, my fourth one in two years, and she will be leaving next month, or not next month, this month, October, and I'll have a new guy coming again. So he will be my he will be my fifth co-teacher in barely over two years. Um, I've had a new one almost every six months. Almost every six months. Um, this one is not anyone's fault. 
Um, I think it's just the school system here is kind of different. So he actually left two years ago. Um, I had only been teaching here for a few months. He had to leave for his military service because it is mandatory in Korea for Korean men to serve for two years in the Korean military. So I've officially been here longer than Korean military service. Um, And he's coming back. Had a very quick, rapid, little bit awkward meeting with him um, the other day. I remembered him. He remembered me. He looks very different. Um, The military has changed him a lot just from what I could see um and I remember he was it was a little bit awkward with him even before he left um but I remember he was really nice so I'm I'm trying to be hopeful and maybe he'll be nicer than my current one she's nice she is nice but she can also be difficult to work with and I think that's why she's so nice because she knows she's difficult to work with So she tries to do nice things randomly to make up for it. She tries to be, like, caring and motherly because she knows she's she's not always very pleasant. Um, But sometimes I think she goes a little overboard with the motherly feeling type thing. I think she tries to mother me in the way that she sees fit because I'm so much younger than her and she is... Um, quite a bit older, and she has two children of her own, um, two children of her own who are not, who are not close to my age, but I guess she still sees herself as a mother figure, um, but I do not need a mother, (laughs) um, I really do not, well, I do, but I don't need her, (laughs) I'm old enough to take care of myself for the most part, if I need if I need help or if I need something, I will ask. Um, and her version of mothering is not really what I would... Not It's just not what I appreciate very much. Um, it's a bit smothering. And a bit unpleasant. <laughs> but I just... I, I, I try to take it as a positive where I think... Where I just try to believe that she thinks she's doing something nice or helpful even if it's really not nice or helpful, um, to me. (laughs) Whew. Uh, sorry if some of these are a little jump cutty. Um, I'm having to pause it every once in a while because I really need a sip of tea. And I don't want to actually, like, slurp my tea on, on recording. This is not ASMR. I don't do ASMR. I hate ASMR. Especially the ASMR eating ones that's just disturbing. I don't mind the ones that are like cutting sand or something, but the ones where people are like eating on top of a mic or something, those really unnerve me. Um, I definitely have the misophonia or misophonia, however you correctly pronounce that, Um, but I have uh, a severe hatred of hearing people chewing and crunching and eating. If I'm eating, it's something that I can kind of ignore, but just, like, hearing someone, like, across the room, just, it throws me into an, like, it just, it makes me rage, and I know it's unreasonable. It throws me into, like, an unreasonable amount of rage over hearing someone eat food. Um, it's happened for years when I would be at home from college or something, and my mom would be 
sitting at the table eating her breakfast toast and I'm just like sitting on the couch sipping my coffee and trying not to throw something at her because I'm just like I can't stand hearing you eat your toast (laughs) um side tangent while I while I continue to let my tea steep so if you were here before um you can probably tell that I still ramble and kind of get off off base a lot um corona has totally thrown everything here into a whack as as it has everywhere in the world right now um but working in a school right now during this um it's certainly not as stressful as working in a school in America the things I hear going on back home I'm just like what in the hell is going on um, I, I just, I cannot fathom it, and no one here can, can fathom it. Everyone's like, what and why? But everything here so far, it almost goes on like a week by week, if not a day by day basis. Um, we have changes. So we just had the Korean holiday Chuseok, which is, um, basically Korean Thanksgiving, it's a major, major, major holiday in Korea, and the government very kindly asked everyone, please, please stay home, please don't do a lot of traveling, um, but we're still having to wait and delay making any real decisions until next week, so that there's kind of been like a two-week incubation period um, to see what's going to happen, because everyone's expecting the numbers to be on the rise. Um, the probably this next week, um, we're probably going to see numbers start rising again. That's what everyone's expecting. Um, and then we'll see where we can go from there. Right now we're doing like this weird kind of split schedule where we'll have about one third of the kids at school per week. And that kind of looks different at every school. And so mine is very small. So we usually do it by grade level. So we'll have like three third grade and fourth grade at school this week, and fifth and sixth fifth and sixth grade we'll do classes online, and then the next week they flip flop. Um, and we're just kind of waiting and watching to see what we can do and if we'll be coming back, maybe more full time, eventually. Maybe, uh, uh, most people that I know were hoping that their schools weren't going to make drastic decisions right after the Chusak holiday because everyone was like, no, the numbers are going to go right back up. If we start all back this week, we'll be all back at home next week <laughs> and putting everything up online the next week when the numbers go back up. Um, but so far, it seems like we're kind of getting our numbers back under control. We'll have to see how much damage was done after the holidays. Um, For as far as things that kind of changed within the school, um, everyone, everyone is wearing masks all the time. The only time I can take off my mask is when I'm in my classroom um, alone. Well, I say alone, but my co-teacher is also in there, but we're on far opposite sides of the room like her. Her desk is on the far right side and mine's on the far left side. 
we have a huge, huge gap in between us. So we can take our masks off while we're at our desks. Um, and we take our masks off, obviously, at lunch when we eat. Um, but the lunchroom is always ventilated. Um, you're not sitting next to anyone. You're not sitting across from anyone. Um, there's a lot. They even have um, one of the lunch ladies or one of the homeroom teachers has to put on a fresh pair of gloves to hand out um, the silverware and the trays. They don't even let anyone touch that anymore if you're not wearing gloves so that it reduces contact. Because before, like, when we go through the line, you pick up your own silverware, you pick up your own tray. Um, but reducing as much contact as possible. Um, this is probably the best I've seen my kids washing their hands. Um, <laughs> this is probably the best I've seen anyone washing their hands. <laughs> they're, and there's so much soap. They all, they make, they really do make sure to keep the soaps and everything stocked. So. More so than usual. Sometimes you'd go in the hallway, like, before corona ever happened. You'd go out in the hallway and there'd be, like, no soap or there'd be, like, no paper towels or something. And you'd have to go downstairs to find some soap and paper towels. Um, but no more of that. Like, every sink is well-equipped now. Um, we keep everything really well-ventilated. This summer, this summer was kind of hellish because it was hot. This summer was hot. Um, I do not remember last summer being this hot in Korea, and it wasn't even as bad as it probably could have been. They said this was going to be, like, this hottest summer on record, and then we had typhoon after typhoon, and monsoons rip through, and they said that those probably pulled the temperature down a little bit. So, like, the temperature came down a little bit, but the humidity was still just awful. It was so awful. Um, which I'm used to heat and humidity from East Texas, but like this, this summer was, was nasty because we couldn't use, um, a lot of air conditioning. They didn't really want us using the air conditioner if we could help it. Or you could only run the air conditioning for like class time. And then as soon as it hit break time, um, so we have 10 minute breaks in between every class. Um, you had to open all the windows up and vent the room out. So we did that. And it's just like all of the, all of the cool air just evaporates immediately. And then you're just standing there sweating. It, it just, it pulls in so fast. And, um, that's if anyone even turned on the AC because uh, it was always the worst. The The sixth grade classrooms at my school, they are on the third floor of their building. And without a doubt, they would not have the AC on. And anyone, anyone who knows anything knows heat rises, cool air sinks. And so it's just like the third floor is just so stiflingly hot. And they would just have the windows open. They would They would never have the AC on. Fifth grade, I loved fifth grade. I would have fifth grade on the same days as sixth grade. <laughs> fifth grade was on the second floor of the same building, and they always had the AC on, and I was like, bless you. <laughs> Thank you so much. But then I had to leave fifth grade and go up to sixth grade and go, like, sweat it out. Um, so I spent this summer buying, 
like linen pants and anything that I could, any new materials or anything that I could think to, to cool down. Um, and now we're getting into winter, so I get to bundle up again. Um, I'm a little curious and also a little scared <laughs> to see how this winter goes, um, with the, with the window rules, because it gets really, really cold here, even with the, even with everything closed up, um, it gets really, really cold inside. It just, it seeps in, um, already, like, under my desk is starting to get cold, um, I don't, I don't know what it is, it's just, like, the bottom of my desk is just enclosed enough that it really traps cool air, uh, once it starts to get cool outside. It'll, it's like a mini arctic right under my desk, right where my feet are. So, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, the kids seem to be fine. Um, as far as I can tell, as far as I can interact with them, um, usually elementary school classes here are about 40 minutes, 40 minutes long, um, but we've been cut down to 30 minutes right now because that makes a lot of difference. Um, well it does because at the end of the day, um, all of the classes are finished like either at lunch or one class period after lunch. So the kids go home by like two o'clock like all of the kids are gone it, at, at latest I would say by about two o'clock we have all the kids left from campus um but I still have to stay until 4 30 when I get off work but no uh, we we finish classes a lot faster <clears throat> which um you you really don't like those 10 minutes really do make a big difference when you're trying to teach a class because then because when it's only 30 minutes, you're just, like, flying through the material, trying to get it, trying to get through all of it. We've had to cut so many things out, um, and just, like, doing activities and stuff, because, like, English is something that's supposed to be kind of collaborative. It's supposed to be something where you can, like, move and, you know, have, have time for the kids to get up and move around and interact with each other and get to use the the sample dialogue and, you know, exercise what they're, actually exercise what they're learning, you know, and get the repetition in, and we can't do that anymore. Um, we have to minimize movement in the classroom. We have to minimize contact in the classroom. Um, but you really can't control kids when they're not in the classroom. Um, I've definitely seen the kids when they're coming to school or when they're leaving school, and it's like, we're doing all of these things, but the kids are still, like, Cling, clinging on to each other, hanging off each other. Um, sometimes we'll walk into their classroom like their teacher isn't there and we'll walk in during their break time. We're a little bit early for our class and you'll find kids, they're like sitting in each other's laps and my co-teacher has to get onto them. Um, we don't really have a problem with them wearing masks at least, although sometimes um, I have a few of my like younger kid, usually it's my younger kids, um, and they kind of, they're kind of my ones that I've already figured out, they kind of have, like, a bad attitude, um, and they're the ones that are, like, purposely, like, pulling their mask down sometimes in class, 
and but I mean one stern look from a teacher or a teacher says something to them and they just like they jump and their their entire spine straightens and they like put the mask on right they know better um just like one or two kids you already you you know who those are they but they really don't play with them a lot um and they're very good at keeping track of them and the school's really well stocked um all of the homeroom teachers have like an almost like an emergency kit emergency corona kit and it's just got a ton of uh like hand sanitizers and hand washes and sanitizing wipes and extra masks masks in case the kids break theirs um and just oh and thermometers like every classroom now has a has a forehead touch thermometer and and an ear thermometer to double check if a kid says they're not feeling well um, before they get sent to the nurse, if they're really not feeling well, but, no. like I said, so far we've been, we've been okay out here, and most of my kids come from, um, military families, so I know that's being watched very, very closely. They're being watched very, very closely for things like that, because, um, there have been some military bases where there's been, like, outbreaks, because it's, it's so easy for that to spread, because they're in such close quarters, they all live close together. Um, right now, last I heard from somebody, um, there's a military base um, that actually that's where most of Korea's numbers are coming from right right now. Um, because there's been a small outbreak on a mili- on a Korean military base. It's just it's so easy to transmit when you're in close quarters and you're having to work with a lot of people often, usually with a lot of the outbreaks that we've seen, it's been, like, like this one with, like, um, the military, um, the big one that was in Daegu that, you know, started Korea's, uh, experience (laughs) with corona, whatever you want to call it, um, was actually a church, um, churches are breeding ground for it, um, churches, military, um, companies, um, and a lot of companies have dormitory buildings for their employees, so that's, like, another thing that, that, that has been found or whatever, because they, they work together all day, and then they all live in this building, so it just kind of spreads it around. <clears throat> I apologize for that. I just, I really have not spoken this much in a long time, um, which also tells me I need to, I need to call my mom or call my friends or something. Um, that's been another thing with Corona. Um, I feel like we're all finding out who, who, I guess like who your friends are. Um, I definitely feel like I've really been shown who my friends are, who really cares. Um, and maybe that's kind of like a, a a jerk thing to say a little bit, but um, there were some people that I knew that um, they kind of quit talking to me uh, shortly after I moved to Korea, um, and I still tried to, you know, reach out to them like, hey, how you doing? What's up? Um hey, this made me think of you, I thought it was funny, um, you know, things like that, 
and I would get ignored. And so after about a, probably about a year at least, um, there were some people that I kind of stopped reaching out to, um, because I was pretty sure that that friendship had, had died at that point. Um, and Corona has just kind of solidified some of that because I had people reaching out to me that I, I didn't really expect. Like, we we were friends, but we weren't like close friends. Not like some other people that I thought I was close friends with, um, and have been proven (laughs) probably quite wrong. Um... But I had people reaching out to me, and, and it wasn't even just like a, hey, are you okay? Like, is everything going okay? It was like, hey, how's it, how are you? Like, it was like more casual. It was just like, hey, so, um, what's up? <laughs> or they would just like comment on something, like if I posted something on my Snapchat story, they would use it as an excuse to, to check in and touch base. Or, or they would pull the, hey, this made me think of you kind of thing or something just to kind of check in so we can kind of check in on each other. Um, and so that, some, some of, there were a few of those that really did kind of surprise me. I wasn't really expecting it. Um, and there were some of them that they've literally... I've spoken to them since, but they've never asked me anything really about myself. Anything about my life. How's it going? Like, are you okay? Like, because I know we were in the... I I know Korea was, was definitely in the news back home. Because my mom was getting calls right and left when she was visiting. And even when she went home, she was having random people that she was friends with from like high school and that she'd friended on Facebook they were like you need to get your daughter home and my mom's like she's probably safer there than she is here um and she's right (laughs) we were we were right I just even when it got kind of even when it was looking rough here I was like I'm just gonna hang tight I'm just gonna hang tight and see how this goes and I definitely think I made the right choice Um, but there have been people that just, they have literally never said a word to me. Um, and it's just been, it's been interesting. So, um, I, I definitely know who, who I can, who I can count on, I guess. Um, which is... It, it's good to know, and it's it's one of those unfortunate parts, I guess, about growing up and being an adult, is you have to start. You don't have to start, but sometimes people kind of weed themselves out for you. Um, and you know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's their decision. That those are their choices. Um, and I've, I've kind of come to terms and come to my own peace about that. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it didn't, it didn't hurt. 
Um, it just means, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. And I know that's not really, it, I don't feel like it says anything about me. I think it says more about them. Um, so there's some people like you, you can reach out to them all day and they'll ignore you no matter what. Even if you're genuinely like concerned or like just interested, like, Hey, are you, are you doing all right? Like, you know, we thought you were friends, whatever. And, and then like, uh, my mom will come back and she'll ask me about somebody and I'm like, no, I didn't. That she's like, do you do you know that so and so is doing such and such? And I'm like, nope, didn't didn't know that. <laughs> they haven't told me anything, and I haven't talked to them in forever. And she's like, oh, well, now you know, because she's like friends with their parents on Facebook or something, um, or she saw it somewhere or something. Um, there are definitely some people I wish I talked to a little bit more during all of this. Um, I'm definitely, I'm thinking about maybe like this weekend, well not this weekend, maybe next weekend I'll, I'll build up to it this week or something. Um, because we've, we've continually like kept in contact, but we haven't really like spoken, spoken in a while. So I might try to video call some people or something. Um, I've had some really good friends from a while back that started doing some, uh, video calls. Um, and those are, those are actually pretty fun. Um, it's been a nice way to keep in touch and it's been really cool. I I, I guess it's just been kind of nice that like with, with Corona, like we're all pretty isolated right now. Um, and it's kind of an isolation that a lot of people haven't really experienced or felt before. Um, and so I have these friends that are, like, wanting to do video chats and wanting to, like, check in, you know, like, maybe every two months or so or something. Um, it kind of, the frequency kind of changes on and off depending on everyone's availability. But, um you know, that's just kind of an, it's, it's been ironic, I guess, because it's an isolation that they're just so unused to that they're like, hey, let's do a video chat. And I'm like, I've been living this. Um, because uh, aside from the masks and being concerned about a virus, I really don't believe that my life has changed all that much. Like I'm, it hasn't made me any more isolated than I was before because I already was, um, because I was the one that chose to move to the other side of the world, um, which was my, which was my decision, and I, I stick by my decision, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but, um, you know, I was already living that, that isolation of very little human contact, of not talking to friends, often or almost at all and then now with corona like people having to stay home more often than not and not being able to go out very freely everyone's like losing their mind (laughs) 
And I'm like, you're, you're losing your mind because you can't go get tacos and hang out with, with your friend that lives on the other side of town anymore. Um, I can't hang out with anybody like anyway. So, you know, I, I completely lost being able to hang out with my friends already. Um, and maybe if I was a little more outgoing here, um, I wouldn't have that to say, um, but I kind of live out a little more rural than some other people, so I'm just, it's like I'm just far enough out of the loop that it's a little bit harder to make, um, some friends with some of the other, uh, foreigners around here, um, and I, I've, I feel like I've made a friend at school, someone that I work with, but I mean, they have their own life, they have their own group of friends, so it's just kind of, if you have time, I'm the one that doesn't really have much going on, and I know that. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of see everyone have this, like, meltdown about not being able to to socialize and do these things and I'm like this was all almost already my life um I feel like I haven't been impact impacted that much yet which I'm very fortunate of as well um that I haven't felt severely impacted um I just worry all the time about my friends and family because they live back in the states and I'm so far away and if something happens to them there's like nothing I can do um and I I wouldn't even be able to I I really I don't even think I would really be able to go and see them if something happened so there is kind of like that constant sense of worry of like Like, I, like, I'm kind of helpless in that sense of, like, I can't, there's nothing that I can do. Like, um, my, like, my mom is, is moving next month and I can't help her. Like, I can't, like, I can't be there and I can't help her. And, um, she actually, she, she fell recently. Um, (laughs) it's like, it's, it was a terrible, like, clumsy act I guess like kind of clumsy unfortunate accident on her hand on her account um and I and I shouldn't laugh because I know she's really hurt but she told the story and it was really it just it made me laugh even though I shouldn't it was one of those um but any but so she fell and um she's got a lot of bruising and um she's had, she, she had, she already has enough problems without having, um, a fall like that, and I'm just like, why, why would you do that? Um, so, so basically, what happened was, um, she, she was running a bath, and she was paint, she was running a bath, and then she had, like, some inspiration strike her, and she likes to paint, and so she, she went to her, her painting area, or whatever, and she was painting, and she kind of lost track of time. And then 
she and then that's when she heard it. She heard the bathtub overrunning. And so she ran into the bathroom to stop it and she saw it overflowing. Um but when she did she she ran into the bathroom and this was I was like, "Why would you do that? Like I know you're panicking, but why? You know better. You know better than to run." Um she knows she like she knows she shouldn't run anyway cuz she could she's she there there was a thing that happened some years ago where she tried to run and she threw something in her back out um she can't she and she can't even run fast um, but she tried to run to stop it and when she did the rug was soaking wet and it just it slipped out from under her feet and so she fell and when she fell you know, when you fall, you try to grab for something or whatever. And so anyway, somehow she got like, she fell and she got wedged between the toilet and the bathtub. And so she hit the toilet on her way down. And <laughs> I, it, it's terrible. And I don't, I don't mean to laugh because I know she's, she was in a lot of pain and I know she is in pain. Um, it's just, I can, I can see her doing this and it's so ridiculous. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? You know better. You know so much better. So, she's trying to move next month. And so she's trying to pack up her stuff. And she's trying to move all of this stuff. Um, because years ago, she she moved from a house to an apartment. So she still has a, a considerable amount of stuff. Um, and some of it's not even hers. Some of it is my great-grandmother's, and some of it is, um, her, my grandfather's, um, both of them are past. So, she has stuff, and she needs to get it moved, and, um, it's really hard for her to be moving right now after she fell, like, it's hard for her to pick up the boxes and do stuff, and I'm just like, I feel so bad, because I'm like, if I was there, I could help, um, Maybe if I was there, the bathtub wouldn't have overrun. I would have heard it when it happened, and she wouldn't have fell either. But no, I guess we can't get into all the what-ifs. But at least if I lived, you know, back... At, at least back in Texas, I could take weekends and, you know, even even if I was working, even if I lived somewhere else, as long as I lived, like, in Texas, I could drive up and I could help her and I could move stuff and do whatever. And I could help her next month when she moves and, um, so, I feel kind of bad about that, that I can't help with that, but, we knew, we, uh, you know, you knew, you knew when you moved this far away that things like that were going to come up, and you were going to, you weren't going to be able to do anything. Um, she was really hoping that maybe I would be home, (laughs) you know, maybe I would be home visiting when she did something like this so I could help, um, which to that I just want to be like, do I, am I your personal moving service? Is, is that, is that all the kid's good for? (laughs) Is to be your mover? Um, but no, she's, she's my mom, I would do it, no. 100% 100% I would complain about it, but I would definitely do it. So, um, 
these are my corona times and I think I've said most of what I wanted to say um maybe I'll come up with something else later maybe I'll maybe something else will happen maybe I'll have some news or something but this has been my my update and I think this is going to be my new beginning to this podcast maybe we'll see I might be irritated because my voice sounds like pooey, fooey patooey, um, and might have to re-record, re-upload, but as far as I'm concerned, I think this is my new beginning. Um, please excuse any of the, the tea, the background tea clinking or sounds I might have been made, been making, and I apologize that my voice is just zapped in this short amount of time. I really like I I realize when I talk when I have like a video chat with my mom or when I'm video chatting with my friends or something, I realize how how much I I guess I don't use my voice on a regular basis because it just it wants to leave me so quickly. But anyway, welcome back. Welcome to Southern Meets South Korea, and I guess I'll be seeing you next time. Bye!